Hope FM News. Good afternoon. The Department of Higher Education says the acquisition of land delayed the construction of a skill center in honor of the late Brudansdor teenager Anine Boyson. Yesterday, it was exactly two years since the brutal rape and murder of Boyson, who was left for dead at a local construction site. Initially, the center was supposed to have been handed over to the community in last year, November. Higher Education spokesperson Kaye Nkwayana says they hope to complete the project by the end of May. The municipality later then donated the land to the Bolan College so that the construction will begin. The construction has begun, is at an advanced stage now. We are using our students who are trained through the, the construction center and they are doing their apprenticeship there and leadership there as part of constructing uh, this particular uh, skill center. The following story contains graphic description which may upset sensitive listeners, including children. The Western Cape High Court has heard that 62-year-old Mbuiselo Manona of Gugaletu died due to several fatal wounds to his neck and chest. A Zimbabwean man, Andrew Chimboza, has pleaded guilty to stabbing Manona and removing his heart in June last year. Chimboza entered into a plea agreement on the first day of his trial yesterday. State pathologist Hussein Ali told the court that Manona was stabbed several times in the neck. Ali, who can Conducted the post-mortem testified that Manona's ribs were all fractured on both sides and his heart removed. Ali says he was later given Manona's heart in pieces in a plastic bag. Friends of Jackie Salebi want to request a review of the NPA's internal systems and procedures. This follows the NPA's earlier statement that there was no way that the investigation or prosecution of late police commissioner Jackie Salebi could be reviewed. Spokesperson for the group, Isaac Lesole, says they believe the NPA subverted the law when collecting evidence against Salebi and suppressed evidence that could have been used to exonerate him. The evidence that was presented to court was engineered for a specific outcome, and that outcome is that of finding the former commissioner guilty. Therefore, what we're requesting is that the NPAs must first review the methodology of collecting evidence from the beginning, and on the basis of the findings, we will take those findings and approach the Supreme Court of Appeal. Tax experts estimate that the country lost 300 billion rand in illicit cash outflows over the past 20 years. South Africa has the fifth highest illicit cash outflow in Africa, currently 25 billion US dollars a year. Nazreen Kader, an Africa tax leader at Deloitte, has cited these figures at a global tax dialogue held near Johannesburg. She says despite the illicit outflows, South Africa's tax system is highly ranked. Now we have a tax system that is rated amongst the best in the world. It is surpassing many of our peers in Africa and certainly ranks above, uh, in the BRICS region that is. We are also ranked 19th out of 189 economies on the ease of paying taxes. Carbon taxes is expected to deliver 20 billion rands in additional revenues in its first year of operation. That our tax to GDP ratio hovers around 26.1%. It's been on an upward trajectory since 2010. For Good Hope FM News, I'm Vanya Kluter-Collison. Hope FM.